When I was growing up, I loved Easter for all kinds of reasons. I loved candy and I loved Easter baskets. But one of the things that I loved the most is that typically we would get new clothes for Easter. And in my family, that was a big old deal because there were seven kids and I am in the middle there in this picture. And as you can imagine, with six girls close in age, there were a lot of hand-me-downs. I don't know if that word is still used, but uh, I had all the clothes that my sisters wore. So that was typically what I got to wear, except once a year, I'd be taken to the store and I got to choose my own dress and my own new shoes. And you can see I have a headband there. I was totally into hair and fixing my hair and headbands. And so that was pretty doggone cool to me. And I think for a lot of us, when we wear clothes that we love and that we think represent who we are, it makes us feel good about ourselves. And even this top that I have on today that I got a couple months ago, this is my happy top. And when I wear this top, it just makes me happy. I think kids get this because we have, you know, kids that wear their Halloween costumes all year round, right? Because it makes them happy. So there's something about clothes that does have an impact on us. And I think of that because as we get into our scripture for this morning, the Apostle Paul is writing a letter to the church in Colossae, and he's talking about the significance of Jesus Christ risen, and he uses the metaphor of clothing. So as I read this passage in Colossians 3, and if you do have access to scripture on your smartphone or whatever, I encourage you to open your Bibles to Colossians 3, it's first, uh, verses 1 through 17, and we're going to be spending some time looking at the clothing that he describes, that clothing that you get to take off, the clothing that you get to put on. So let me lead us in prayer, and then we'll listen to Scripture together. Risen Lord, we want to hear you speaking by the power of your Spirit with us now. Open our ears, open our hearts, our lives to you and what you want to say to us today. For we pray this in your name. Amen. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 17. Listen to God's word to you. So, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living that life. But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourselves with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. In that renewal, there's no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. 
As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the gift of God's word. Thanks be to God. Wow, did you hear all those words describing the new clothing? I want to pull them out, and I want to have them in front of you. You may not be able to read them quite as well from a distance here in the sanctuary, but you should be able to on live stream. Just to notice all these words that Paul is using to describe this new Easter clothing given to us in Christ's resurrection. He starts out by talking about being renewed according to the image of our creator. So part of what we get is God's image. He talks about how there's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, Scythian, barbarian, no more divisions, no more hatred, no more racial hatred. Wow, wouldn't that be nice? No divisions in this new clothing. He calls this clothing, and one of the words he uses is that we are God's chosen. That's lovely. It's nice to be chosen. I've got another word there that I need to put later. Holy and beloved. Holy, set apart for God's purposes. Special, that's another word for that. Beloved speaks for itself. Isn't that great description? Knowing you are loved. Clothe yourselves. Okay, don't go away. Oh, this is another word it was hiding. Compassion. Oh, we all want more compassion, right? Word that goes well with compassion, kindness. Like more of that too, right? Humility. Mm, this is not a nice one for this clothing. Hmm. Meekness. Goes well with humility, doesn't it? Another great word that Paul uses. Ah, here's the one we all want more of. Patience. Bear with one another is another way that he says it in this passage. Oh, and forgiving. Yes, forgive one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. And then above all, above all, Clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, Paul says. And the peace of Christ 
ruling in your hearts. Oops, I keep picking up two of them. Do this by itself. Peace. Oh, and several times, thankful, be thankful, gratitude, overflowing in your heart. I'm doing a poor job of taping, but as long as you can see it. Letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. This clothing involves a word-filled life. Okay, let's see how I do this. And... What comes with that is being able to teach one another with wisdom, one of my favorite words. Ah, and singing songs like we just heard Senta and Kristen doing, all of us too if we could. Worshipful, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God, a person filled with worship, and everything you do in word or deed, you do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Obedient. Who you say you love in your worship songs, you actually seek to do what is pleasing to God. Let's see if I can get this last one taped on here. What do you think? The new Easter clothes. Isn't that fabulous? This is what the resurrection of Jesus Christ gives to us to be clothed with these things. Well, let's look at the words that Paul has for what we get to take off. Not so many words on this side. He's more excited about this. Which makes sense. Me too. Well, unlike the new self, obedient, disobedient, that's what you have in the old self. He has three words where he talks about our sexual practices, the word fornication, impurity, passion, basically the wrong use of our, the gift of our sexual selves. Instead of for love, really I put sex equals lust. Kind of a misuse of who we are as sexual beings. Evil desires, following that which is anti-God, that which is not life-giving, but taking life away. Greedy. That speaks for itself, right? That's part of the old self. And idolatry. Clinging to things instead of to God. Definitely part of that old self. Anger and wrath. Put those away, he says. We all get angry, but there's an anger that's kind of a revenge anger, right? That wants to strike out and hurt as a response. That is that old self. Paul's saying we get to strip off malice, slander, using words to tear down others. Certainly have too much of that, right? Filthy language. Language that just fills the room and people with toxicity. Not edifying. And then the last one he has on that list, lying. So that is the old self. This is what you want to strip off, right? 
take this clothing off and put this clothing on. Oops, don't go anywhere. Okay, it's still there. You know, we think about this old self and the impact that it has on it makes me think of hand-me-downs. This is a hand-me-down life that's been going on for generations since the beginning in the Garden of Eden, right? This hand-me-down of turning away from God and the impact of that, and this is what it looks like. We don't want those hand-me-downs anymore. I remember years ago when we were growing up as well, my mother, who was a great seamstress, she made dresses for all the girls and herself for the mother-daughter banquet. They were made out of this purple gingham. And my sister, who's the youngest, Meg, said that she had to wear those hand-me-down dresses forever. <laughs> she said, talk about hating a dress. She, to this day, she said she can't even look at purple gingham. She can't stand it. So there is a way. This clothing has a powerful impact on us. A very powerful impact. There's a pastor in Cemetery, her name is Holly Hillman, and she was sharing with a group of pastors an exercise that she has done many, many times when she's gone to visit the women in prison. And what she has done is she's had the women in a circle, she's asked one woman to stand in the middle and to put one of her arms out, it doesn't matter which arm, first of all, you know, really encouraging the woman to kind of center herself, then to put her arm out, and then Holly Hillman, the pastor, has taken just two fingers and gently pushed down on her arm, and the arm remains in place. Then she's asked the same woman to think about what she says to herself when she makes a mistake. What do you say to yourself when you make a mistake? And Holly Hillman said, you'd be amazed at how cruel the words can be that we say to ourselves. I think for myself, I say, you idiot, Mary. That's kind of what comes to me. She said she'd have the person put their arm out once again, say those words three times, either out loud or silently, to themselves, and then she would take the two fingers once again, gently push down on the arm, and she said you'd be amazed at how rapidly and how dramatically that arm drops. Third time, same person. She'd have the woman put her arm out again and say to herself three times, I am made in the image of God. I am made in the image of God. I am made in the image of God. And then she, once again, would take the two fingers, gently push down on the arm, and it stayed strong and firm. What an exercise. And what a demonstration of the power that these clothes have. I am made in the image of God or this malicious slander. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead breaks the power of this old self that doesn't love you, doesn't love God, doesn't love others, and wraps us up in the love of God the love of Jesus Christ, which is being renewed constantly in the image of our Creator. So what do we have to do to strip this off, this old hand-me-down from the beginning of time, this hand-me-down of sin that we don't want? 
and to have this new clothing that has been accomplished for us in Jesus Christ. What do we need to do? Do we need to be good people? Do we need to know the Bible? Do we need to be good at prayer? Well, the good news is that Jesus Christ has done it all. There's nothing you need to do in order to earn this letting go and taking off and this putting on and being. At the beginning of the passage, Paul talks about Jesus seated at the right hand of God the Father. That is a position of victory and accomplishment. It is finished. He went to the cross, was raised from the dead, so that we would be free from this old self. Free from this old hand-me-down that we are captive to. And that we would be able to be renewed and take on all these beautiful attributes, which are really the attributes of Jesus Christ, right? So, the only thing you do need to do is to say yes. Yes, Lord, I am weary. I am tired of this hand-me-down behavior. Weary of it in me, weary of it in your world. Yes, Lord, I want to be. I want to be one who lives out of my chosenness, my belovedness, the behaviors and the practices and the beauty of Jesus Christ. And it is a gift for all of us. Well, you'll notice that it's a, it's large clothing. <laughs> you kind of have to grow into it over time. It doesn't happen immediately that it fits perfectly, but we grow into it over time. Because I know for myself, I'm not that. In fact, even this morning, I saw one of my plants needed to be watered, and so I watered it, and then it spilled all over my dresser, and I was in a big old hurry, and there was this. <laughs> that filthy language came out of my mouth. I thought, oh, this is pitiful. So we are in this process. We are on this journey, right, of being renewed according to the image, God's image. But that's why we need one another. We remind one another. As the body of Christ, we remind ourselves, I am made in God's image. Say it to yourself, or say it out loud if you're at home. I am made in God's image. I am made in God's image. This is the gift that the resurrection of Jesus Christ gives to us. Take this off. Put this on. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we are weary of the old hand-me-downs, of the old self. We are eager, oh God, to grow into these clothes that you have given freely to us in your death and resurrection, Lord Jesus. Help us even today not to grow discouraged, to turn to you and say yes, yes. I want to live as the reality of being your beloved, your chosen, and live all of the attributes that come with these beautiful new Easter clothes. 
We give you all the praise and glory. In Christ's name, amen.